Hello Sagittarius friends, I'm Annie Botticelli and welcome to my Sagittarius May 2023 astrology horoscope forecast. The theme of this month for Sagittarius is, is activating hidden gifts and I'm very excited to share with you some ways you may see that manifest. This is for you if Sagittarius is your sun sign, your moon sign, or your rising sign, or any other placement of Sag that you're watching for. This is going to be part of your astrological picture. And if you are a very late degree Sagittarius friend like me, so if you have your birthday from December 15th through the rest of the sign, or a placement around 23 degrees through the rest of the sign, I suggest you additionally listen to my Capricorn report as very late degree Sag friends will benefit from both readings. Okay, so let's just get right into my list of things to know about activating your hidden gifts. And along with that, it's really also activating hidden power. So it's pretty exciting. These are things we're going to cover. The eclipses, the Cancer transits, the Taurus transits, the Saturnian excavation, Plutonian transformation, and then we'll talk about how the energies of the month shift dramatically around the 21st or so, um, as far as the starry story for us Sagittariuses. My son is in Sagittarius also. I have a bundle of other planets there as well. Okay, so here are some other highlights we're going to hit. We're going to cover the full moon eclipse at 14 degrees of Scorpio. We're going to hit... Um, a sweet aspect and a challenging one. We're going to talk a little bit about Mercury retrograde and then it going direct and also mention the new moon. Now, even though we are going to go into some notable transits, if you want a written version of the overview of the month and the most noteworthy aspects and transits, Delivered into your inbox one month early, go to AnnieHelpsYou.com. You can also find this link in the notes underneath the podcast or video. Sign up for my free email newsletter and you will get that right up monthly and all kinds of other goodies. Okay, so we're going to take a look at the chart. Now, if you are listening in the YouTube um, format and you are excited about the chart, then yay. I do have a lot of you out there that say that you love when I show the charts. Perfect. If you are a YouTube friend and you don't want to see the charts and you want to just listen to this, you can either scroll down on your screen so that the view, so that you're just listening, or you can find this same report syndicated on all major uh, podcast venues. Just search for Astro Kisses with Annie Botticelli on Spotify or wherever else you do podcasts, and you can listen to the audio-only uh, version if you don't like all the ruckus I'm going to make here with, with the chart. Okay, so let's just start from the beginning of my first list and talk about the eclipses and talk a little bit more about this activation of hidden gifts. Okay, so I, if you've been listening to my reports for a while, you know that March and April were very full of fire energy. Okay, so a lot of this energy that was in, that's in Taurus now has been in Aries, okay? And for us, for the previous months, what we're walking out of March and April was all about the fire frenzy, unleashing your fire dragon and creativity and creation and fun and romance and kids and, you know, creative babies and bucket list stuff, planning and all of this, you know, major, major fire frenzy. So we have to understand a little bit about what we're walking into here. 
Okay, so I think I might not necessarily go in order of these things that are, are going to activate your gifts. I'm just going to flow with how the chart's showing up for me right now. Okay, so all those Aries placements, a lot of those are now in Taurus, which means big thing to know for Sages is that all of that expression and creativity and, you know, in some things, it, ways it could have manifested as aggravation and arguments, even though it's in a positive angle for you, just because all that Aries energy, Aries is like the baby of the Zodiac, the lower vibration could be arguments and stress and challenges. Um, you know, but this is all grounding out. So whatever you had been doing that may have been excessive, it's now starting to ground out. We have this experience three times a year, okay? with like a fire frenzy that then grounds into the earth sign. We have it happen. The fire frenzy is like November, December. And then, you know, when the energy starts to ground into Capricorn at the end of December to January, we have this effect. When we have, um, you know, March, April, Aries energies, then they ground into Taurus, we have this effect. And then when we have Leo energies in July and August, and then they ground into Virgo at the end of August into September, we have this effect. So this is more or less the pruning of all the fingers, the fingers that you got in your pudding pies, different pudding pies, and all of this experimentation and trying things on and doing all of this stuff. You're now using this earth energy to pare down, okay? And this paring down is going to be part of accessing these hidden gifts because when you take from the breadth of Sagittarius, which is like this wide thing, and then you focus it into the chosen things. Some of those will be chosen for you by the universe. Some of those will be chosen for you by you. Um, but there's, there's a special power in this of cultivating this persistence and consistency and discipline to kind of hone in the expression into the things that are most relevant and helpful for you um, and that are showing up for you to focus on. Okay. So we've got, so the activation of this, this hidden gift through the power of, um, pruning, pruning or paring down or focus or, focusing or grounding out. Okay. That's the first kind of thing to know. Now, as these Taurus energies are being prominent here, you may have some tedious things you have to take care of. And those tedious things could be fun, like you are going to have summer or winter for you all down under, travel, and now you've got to put all your ducks in a row and get everything taken care of and see to details. This is a very detail-oriented time, all right? Through focusing on the details, you're going to be able to harness something within yourself. Sages are mutable. We go in an upward spiral. We're all over the place. We're here, we're there, we're there, we're everywhere, right? And we love that. And we have very overt gifts that come from that way of of being. So now when we're kind of forced to ground out into this, it's easier for us to sort of find parts of ourselves that are not as commonly expressed through the focus of detail, through some tedious things, through some, you know, um, just really applying that consistency and persistency. Now this can be in any area of life, business, tangible things, either from material like a material item that you want to save up for or create or an experience that you're trying to manifest. Or this could be anything from like growing a garden. You know, Taurus energy runs the gamut of those potentials of actually growing a garden from a seed and the hard work it takes to farm or building a building, the hard work it takes to actually build. You know, this is a building energy and you can access that part of you 
that is very good at building and going deeper rather than just being scattered and all over the place. Okay, so this is, I think, very helpful. And even though in some ways we've got, you know, these water energies that might rain in your parade, and we'll talk about that, you know, we've got water down here. Um, and then these Taurus energies are so practical, you know, it can be a little bit not what Sages are tend to be about, right? You know, we're fun loving, we to be free and open and in our flow. And this you're getting hemmed in here, basically, you're getting hemmed in, and you've got to take care of some business because you're in a building process. Now, these things can manifest in any way, but look out for attention on pets, pets and animals, attention to your health. Maybe you're building, the major manifestation you're building is better health. You know, maybe the manifestation is less stress. Maybe it's working less and making more. So having more efficiency, that's another key word that can activate a hidden gift of efficiency. Now, of course, Every Sag has way more going on for them than just their Sag placement. We all have all the zodiac energies within us. It's the components of the cosmic soup that we are all made of, just to differing degrees, which is what makes us unique. And depending on how Sag you are, you might not be super efficient with your energy. Like I always tend to talk about, you run over here to do a few dishes, then run over there to do some laundry, then you run over there to, you know, do some things at your desk. And so there's a lot of energy that's expended from this running all over the place. So this is a time either from you voluntarily do it or the universe helping through hemming you in or containing you um, in different various ways that can manifest. You're going to have an opportunity to be more efficient, possibly because you want to and possibly because you have to. And it might just be out of sheer busyness that you have to get more efficient, but you're hidden gift of efficiency, or if you, if you are a person for other planetary and, and sign reasons, have efficiency, this can also be fine-tuned, okay? So maybe it's not hidden. Maybe you, you know you have it, but hidden levels of it can be activated, okay? And this is a great time to deal with things that you've been having to do for your health and trying different things on in your daily routine and, you know, just persistency is, the, is a main theme. All right, so the next thing we're going to talk about as far as this activation of these hidden gifts has to do with the water transits. Um, we'll get to the eclipse separately. Let's talk about, well, this isn't really a factor. This is moving out of there. So what we're really talking about is Venus going into Cancer and Mars already in Cancer. And these are activating your eighth house, which is the house ruled by Scorpio, which is the eclipse, okay? So we're talking about your deep relationships here. Deep relationships, okay? So your spouse, your partner in whatever way, business, your relation to spiritual things, deep spiritual and psychological study, um, your family, your home, you know, home and family is all that cancer stuff. So you can unlock and activate powers of sinistry, right? There's when Venus and Mars are getting together, there's a huge focus. This is all in water energy. Now, if you know anything about astrology, you know that water energy is not in the best angle for Sages. You will have things raining on your parade this month, okay? But that's nothing to fear. It's just par for the course. This is what's going on right now, which is why I like to do these reports early to kind of let you know when the rain's coming so you can put your umbrella up and get your boots and you can splash around in the water instead of getting your favorite white shoes ruined. All right, so powers of sinistry, joining with other people, 
powers of mega compassion. People in your life are going to need you right now. And other people might be helpful to you. This is an emotional time. Emotional doesn't have to be bad, but in some ways, some Sages fear this because we have a positive outlook on things and sometimes stopping long enough to try to go through the feeling is a little bit hard or tedious. But, you know, Taurus energies, this is showing us that there's some tediousness, some attention that has to be paid as we slow down and deal with this. But the positive outcome, the activation of the, of the hidden gift can come in the form of mega compassion for self and others and forgiveness. This is a word that's used a lot. You could almost ignore it and say, yeah, 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 forgiveness, that's fine. But there's really nothing that's a more healing force on the planet besides love than forgiveness, which is an ultimate act of love, all right? And when, if you're not forgiving somebody, it could be causing you trouble in your health, okay? So if you are having health issues, this is the health house, as we mentioned. It's possible that resentment or something that you are holding in your body towards someone else or a situation is poisoning you, all right? So you've got your chance for mega compassion and forgiveness to activate that hidden gift through possibly rain on your parade um, that you can convert into, you know, alchemy, shifting fear into faith, which is the alchemical process. There are definitely going to be high emotions in your deep relationship space, your partner, your spouse, your, you know, close friendships from this tour and then the eclipse. Okay. So the eclipse is going to be in the 12th house, which is yet another water energy. It's the Pisces house, the Scorpio eclipse. And this is the house of fears, but it's also the house of all of the potential that you are holding within your being that can be unlocked, unleashed and activated. So when you walk through an eclipse in this space, there's very likely going to be something you have to walk through a fear of something deep uh, and maybe the thing will manifest. Sometimes it actually is something that is happening that you feared and it's happening. Sometimes it's like a brush with it or someone else goes through it and it activates the fear for you or something makes it more real for you. Even if it's not happening, you get to confront that fear. And some of this is going to be for many people, the fear of mortality. This is a very big topic that comes up with Scorpio energy because Scorpio energy rules birth and death and transformation and rebirth. And so the topic of death is likely to come up. Now, not to say that there's going to be actual death per se, that could be present. It's definitely all over the chart where, you know, that topic could come up, but it could be through, okay, you want to make a will just to prepare for the event that something were to happen. And maybe there's nothing wrong, but the process of going through the creation of the will brings things up. Things like that, you know, you're definitely going to walk through the fire and in the process of walking through the fire, you're going to access hidden gifts that you either knew you had or you didn't know you had. And it's going to really be, you know, very intense, but it's also going to be very transformative. So we've got all of that going on. Let's look at our list here. And we talked about the Cancer transits, talked about the Taurus transits. All right, let's, let's look at the eclipse more closely now. We talked a little bit about this. This eclipse cycle of Taurus Scorpio has been going on since the end of 2021 and is going to end at the end of 2023. We're in the second to last uh, manifestation of the cycle of this Taurus Scorpio eclipse cycle where our stuff and other people's stuff, the seen versus the unseen, 
are all kind of vying for attention and balance. So lots of things being shuffled around in your individual autonomy, your individual self-sufficiency versus your shared money with other people. So there's this very big storyline and some very big endings are going to come for better or worse. Maybe you end a job and you get um, a severance package, right? Or maybe you retire and you have your retirement money or maybe you inherit something or maybe you win money through the lottery or, you know, this is a very big um, financially related energy that's going on and where, you know, there, there's things that are in process here. Now, if you want to get some clues as to how this may manifest, look back to 2012 through 2014 late 2012 through late 2014, see the types of changes that happened in your life. Breakups, marriages, you know, beginnings of deep relationships in business, clients, other than that, having children, you know, big changes. Think back to late 2002 to early 2005. Similar shuffling around of finances, autonomy, individuality versus partnership, Now, if something bad happened in those times, don't worry. It's not necessarily what's going to happen in this time. There may be similar themes, but not always necessarily the same manifestations, right? So this is big. This is in our 12th house of hidden things. This is like the attic of our being, you know, and you never know what the heck is up there in the attic. You could have stuff, you know, from your great grandparents up there that could be worth millions of dollars. Uh, and you just have to go through some dust and muck to get at the gold. So that's that's all happening. Now, if you want to know more about the eclipses, and I do suggest that you look into this, go to Annie Botticelli YouTube homepage, scroll down to the eclipse playlist and search for eclipses in Scorpio, because that's the sign, and then eclipses in Pisces, because that's the house. All right, and then you'll learn more about the ways that this can manifest for you. Okay, so... Oh, while we're on the topic of eclipses, I'm not going to go too much into this because I did cover it very well in the April report. So I suggest you listen to the April report because we do have another eclipse, the beginning of the Aries Libra eclipse cycle, which is much friendlier for Sagittarius, thank goodness. But it is also one, since that's going to be happening in your fifth house, of hidden gifts. Okay, so we're still, even though the eclipse was in April, the effects of that eclipse are still very strong in May. All right, so you've got activation of talents, of things that you may be good at that you didn't even know. This could be a time where you go back to something like you always want to play the guitar and you pick it up and somehow you take to it really well. Or, you know, you've always wanted to take a design class and now all of a sudden you're like flowing with it. So these are more hidden type of gifts that can be activated through hidden talents from that other eclipse that's still in effect now. Okay, so we could talk about the Saturnian excavation. So for three years... Sagittarius are going to have Saturn squaring the energy of Sagittarius. Now, having so many placements in Sagittarius myself, (laughs) I haven't exactly been looking forward to this. Um, But because I have so many placements in Sagittarius, I also look at the positive aspects. And I know that these pressure points are going to help me to cultivate important things within my home and family um, relationships. And although some things that I love to do like traveling or some other things may have points of being stymied or interfered with. Um, Those energies that I would put into that could go into some other things, deepening my relationships, you know, and helping me to access these powers just like they are for you. Now, Saturn 
wants work from us. All right, now it doesn't mean that you're not going to travel for three years. Because I don't know how many Sag placements you have, and this is going to be strongest when Saturn is actually connecting with your Sag placement. But it does mean that there is this excavation process where Saturn wants you to master your minds. I'm going to talk about this more in my Saturn series, but your mind wants to be mastered. That might require you to travel to master your mind. Maybe you're going on retreats or going to a different you know, place. Or you might have to be home so that you can have the consistency that you need. But something with home and family is going to be building and excavating. Something with your inner riches. These, you know, the Piscean soup that we've been talking about. Getting through fears, clearing up addictions, mastering your unruly mind, developing your intuition, favoring intuition over logic, those kind of things are what's happening this month and for an extended period of time. Now, the reason why I've sectioned out number five here, different from these other things, the eclipse, Cancer, Taurus, transits, Saturnian excavation, all of those were challenging angles for Sages, you know, but sometimes the best things come from the things that are hardest to do, a sense of accomplishment. Sometimes we might get a little lazy if, there's something we don't really want to tend to. Once it gets right in front of us and we tend to it, then we get the gifts from having done it. So those, you know, are, are some pressure points, nothing to fear. But this Plutonian transformation that's going to be going on for over 20 years with Pluto being in a nice aspect is in a nice aspect, okay? So we don't have the heaviness or the resistance really that comes with those other things I mentioned. This is more transforming your communication in positive ways through more ease and grace. Over the next 20 years, you may find that you're channeling books or other works like crazy. You may completely transform your capacity to be mobile, your physical mobility, you know, um, accessing inner worlds and outer worlds. This can have to do with, you know, hearing more deeply the things that people are saying which allows you to give them more of what they need and you being able to figure out what you need and articulate that and so that you can get more of what you need. So you're, you're, this is the beginning with Pluto in Aquarius of a really nice aspect between Pluto and our Sag placements for these things to blossom and transform in wonderful ways. Okay, so now another big thing to know is that we do have a huge shift, okay? So there's all this water and this earth, and I've told you some really great things that can come from this, but, you know, it's a little bit heavier than the things we've walked, just walked out of. Um, so in the days around May 21st, things are going to start shifting. Oh, so if you're having a rough early May, just remember that I said that there is a chance that you'll start to feel more sparkly, like things are going your way more, like things are speaking your language, because Mars is going to get into Leo, and when it does, it's going to activate your um, different countries, different cultures, different lands, different languages, international circuit, either through direct international trips or languages, your teaching, your publishing, and it will be in a trine with your Sag placement. So that's going to be positive, easy, active, fire, fun, again, 
which is different than this, you know, muck we sort of have to go through with these water energies. So yay, the other shift that will happen is Taurus will, I mean, sun, the sun will get out of Taurus and into Gemini, which is a much easier thing for us to deal with, okay? So you're going to be very busy because Venus is in Gemini at first and then the sun will get there eventually in June, Mercury will also get there. These energies are better for us. Air and fire, they speak more of the same language. So you're going to be very busy, again, with your relationships and interacting with other people, social things, talking, commu- you know, communicating in other ways, writing. But it is, it is a softer, lighter energy. That, and what we have to look out for is overdoing, overextending, having too much fun, you know, just guard your respiratory system and, and all of that. But you'll definitely feel the change there after the third week of May. And it's something to hold on to as we have to walk through these other things. All right. So I talked about the full moon lunar eclipse. I talked about, let's see, we're going to hit a couple of extra points here. I don't remember if I told you earlier, you can get a detail. We're going to talk about some aspects that are notable, but if you want a detailed written version of the notable aspects and up to see other free offerings that I give you each month, go to AnnieHelpsYou.com. That's the interface for everything that I make for you. And you can sign up for my free email newsletter there. And if you want to access my exclusive content portal, go to AnnieBAstrology.com. That will have my retrograde direct calendar for the whole year for your planning purposes. And it will also have my full Saturn in Pisces video. I am going to do some shorts on Saturn in Pisces to give you the flavor of what we're working with over the next three years. But, um, but you can get that full video at the AnnieBAstrology.com. Okay, so let's talk about, well, Venus and Cancer trine Saturn in Pisces and the days around May 12th. Oh, I forgot to mention the eclipse is on May 5th, but it's in effect four to six weeks, especially before and after May 5th. All right. But just kind of, so you know, May 12th, we've got Venus in cancer, Venus ruling love, beauty, and money and self-esteem and Saturn ruling hard work that turns into gifts when it's in a nice angle and you apply the principles of Saturn. So there's some sweetness there. There's also something specific fire and air signs that is not on this list that I want to talk about. And this has to do with the days around May 4th with Venus and Jupiter getting together. Jupiter is our ruling planet. So anything that it does, we want to pay extra special attention to. Venus is going to be here in Gemini and it's going to make as, um, as Jupiter is in its last degrees of Aries, and that is happening. So even though Jupiter does change signs this month into Taurus and will be there for a year, um, it does have some last juicy pieces of being in fire. So especially late degree friends, um, you can be seeing extra kisses from that Jupiter aspect that's being made, that trine that's being made for you. So like the last few days of um, birthdays or the last few degrees, like 26 through 29 degrees, you might get your long-awaited Jupiter um, kiss at this time, something really phenomenal, but it can bring goodies for all Sag placements. Okay. So Venus and Jupiter are going to get together, enhancing love and romance and relationships and finances in wonderful ways, linking the house of true love with the house of relationships. And so anything can manifest. Dating can be spicy, restored, um, you know, joy to your relationships that you already have, um, both your romantic and otherwise. 
And anything having to do with children, it's just a sweet spot in the days around May 4th, which is nice because that heaviness of the eclipse is happening. So it's nice that we've got this sweet thing going on. May 19th, we've got the new moon in Taurus. That is pretty much bundled up with all that stuff we talked about in the beginning of all these Taurus placements. Um, it's just another line of energy there. And then, of course, on the 17th, Jupiter will get to um, get into Taurus. All right, so Jupiter is going to square Pluto in the days around May 17th. You may feel this weeks before and after. Fortunately, when Jupiter is in an aspect that's challenging with another outer planet, it tends to be more light compared to some other planets colliding with each other. But look out for overcommitment, overextending, overreaching, overdoing. Um, Jupiter in a square tends to want to overdo, overpromising. Mercury is going to just be direct from having been retrograde. Communications can be chaos. Just be careful what you're promising or agreeing to, especially at this time. And then, of course, we've got Mercury in retrograde going direct. Okay, so for the first half of the month, we're dealing with Things that come up, we're not projecting to the future. We have schedule changes. We're wrapping up loose ends. We're in the moment. We're not forcing anything. And then as the month goes on and then we get into June, that's the time for your launches, your big decisions, your agreements, your more clarity, your planning, your pushing, your initiating. Okay, so here's just a little review of some of the many types of hidden gifts that can be activated at this time. Synergy, mega compassion, forgiveness, family connections and support, alchemical conversion, mind-body-spirit connection. This is something I didn't go into as deeply uh, before, but basically understanding the relationship between our mind, body, and spirit as it relates to our healing and helping other people to heal. Secret talents, discipline, fear, converting into faith, creating alchemy. Here are some resources that you can access, some of my free offerings and my paid offerings. Go to AnnieHelpsYou.com to sign up for my free email newsletter. Plus, that's the interface for all the free goodies I make for you each month, including my written horoscopes. You can go to CozyBySweetStarlight.com. It's my beautiful website that has Astrology Kiss blogs. That's where the written horoscopes are. You can go to my school, LoomLife.com, L-U-M-E, Life.com. And all of these links are in the notes underneath the podcast or video as well. Uh, just click on the little arrow button underneath to reveal the notes. So at LoomLife.com, you can see some free courses on abundance and wellness. And you can also find my Becoming a Professional Astrologer Mastery course. If you want to learn astrology, be a professional astrologer, or just learn for yourself to help your friends and family, I can help you to do that. So you can check that out there. You can also go to AnnieBAstrology.com, Annie, the letter B, Astrology.com, to see my exclusive content portal, to get all of the extra goodies that are not available to the public, extra content on your natal chart, um, education on the current transits, on common questions that I get, um, you know, answering them. And you can also find my books. You can find them on Amazon. You can find them on bookstores online major bookstores, indie bookstores, look for planetology, how to align with the natural rhythms of the universe, radical prayer, transform your life in the world in 28 days, and my spiritual novel, Tough Pill to Swallow. I haven't been on camera very much lately, but here I am saying have a wonderful month and see you next month. Bye.